Today is Tuesday, November the 3rd, 2015, and today's segments include actually working, actually attending, actually stashed, a review, and a contest. You can find the show notes for today's episode at knitactuallypodcast.com. So welcome back, guys. I um, feel like I have been gone a lot longer than I probably actually have. I took a pretty intense... Um, work trip to Manhattan last week and really had a great week, but re-entry sometimes is a little bit tough. So I was in 14-hour lectures um, all of last week in the city and it was a great trip, but I feel tired. (laughs) So I really wanted to take a little time and uh, jump back in and record today and I'm thankful to all of you for being here to listen. So, actually working. I did not get a lot of knitting done this week. I had big plans for knitting on the plane and knitting during breaks and knitting in the evenings, casually chilling out back in my hotel room. And my flight was at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning, and I slept the entire time. I was up at like 4 a.m. to make sure that I was showered and ready to go when the shuttle picked me up at 5 and I was sitting at the gate waiting for my plane thinking I wish they would just board the plane so I could get in my seat and just go back to sleep which is what I did I slept the whole way to Manhattan so then my days ended up just a lot busier than I thought most days I met up with a friend or colleague for coffee in the morning around 7 and the curriculum would go till 6 30 then they'd feed us dinner and then we had some evening activities so my knitting time was few and far between um But I did do a little bit of work on a couple of things. So the first one was I brought along a pair of just vanilla socks. Um, These were my socks that I started way back in April. It's a Western Sky Knits sock uh, yarn on their Aspen base. And it's a really pretty springy color. And so I put enough on those that I got all the way through um, one sock. I had just turned the heel when I left on the trip and I think I had finished the gusset. So I did the foot. I was literally like knitting the toe on the way on the flight home. And then during the flight home, I didn't sleep as much as on the way out. And so I probably managed to put on about four inches of leg on the second sock. So that's not terrible. Um, It's not a ton of progress, but pretty close to having a finished pair of socks. So that is saying something. Um, the other thing that I worked on over the weekend was my scoreboard scarf. So the Broncos are now 7-0. and And this week's game was pretty exciting. They won, I think, 29-12. to 12. So I could go back and check that. Maybe it was 12 doesn't sound like a football number. Um, maybe it was 29-10. to 10. But they won, so they're 7-0. And uh, it was a high-scoring game for the Broncos, so I did not finish the knitting during the game. One of the things that I set myself up probably not so well for was usually what I do is I knit the game score and then I knit the gray rows for um, the coming week so that I'm all set up once somebody starts scoring. And this week, not only had I not gotten around to that because we had our Halloween party the last time the Broncos played, um, I also was 
knitting something else until somebody scored. And so I really did not have a great game plan this time, just in terms of like being ready to go. So I actually had to keep knitting on that until Monday. Uh, and it's not quite as much fun <laughs> when the game is not on in the background, but um, that's coming along really well. I'm going to estimate that it is probably five feet long at this point, certainly four feet long. So it's getting really big. There's seven games in, um, and my son is really excited about it. He enjoys watching me work on it during the game. So that's fun and that's cute. And then the other thing that I am working on actually as I sit here, and I've been working on a little bit this week, is I have cast on a sweater for my son Ben. I'm going to get into the details of the pattern um, a little bit later in the episode because I'm going to do a review of a book that Cooperative Press sent me. But I am working on a sweater for Ben for Christmas. He's nine. And I have not knit him a sweater in a couple years. The last one I knit him, he grew out of very, very quickly because he's, he's one that just grows like a weed. So... I am knitting this. It's a pullover, and like I said, I'll get into some more detail in a couple of minutes. But it's a pullover, and I am knitting it out of some Knit Picks Chroma. I bought this on clearance, I think, in one of their Black Friday sales a couple of years ago. I really recommend, if you like Knit Picks yarn, which not everybody does, um, that you check out their Black Friday sale because a lot of times they'll just discontinue colors and things like that. And I have gotten some really extreme bargains. So I feel like this. Yarn is usually $10 a ball, and I got it for 3 or $4 a ball a couple years ago because this was a discontinued color. It's a worsted weight single, and it ha has some dramatic thick and thin to it. It doesn't really seem to impact the fabric that it makes, but every once in a while, the both the thick and the thin get a little bit alarming. Um, the colorway is discontinued. It's called Winter. And so it transitions, it's kind of a self-striping, and it transitions from a dark gray to a light purple to a dark purple, light blue, royal blue. So it's a really nice yarn. Um, I don't think that the purple or any of that is too feminine for him. I think that it's a really nice yarn, and I think he'll wear it quite a bit. So then I have more of this yarn upstairs in my stash in a colorway that is picked out for my son Jack who really likes bold neon colors. So the one that I have for him has orange and bright green and turquoise and all sorts of great colors and I'm trying to decide right now my original intent was I was going to knit them both the same sweater out of the you know it's the same yarn in a different colorway and then I'm starting to lean towards I might knit them two separate sweaters, but we'll talk about that a little bit in um, the review, and maybe you guys can give me some opinions in the episode thread, because I would love to hear what you all think. So that's it for working. I really feel like I kind of lost a week of knitting, but I am back on track this week. Believe it or not, after a week of class, I spent three and a half hours in class again today, so I had plenty of time where I did, I did not want to multitask, and I just wanted to sit focus on a live stream of um, some education that is happening this week in New York. So that was good. I got, um, like I said, I, I'm guessing I'm five inches into Ben's sweater here, and so that's pretty great, and I am very excited about that. So uh, actually stashed is where I'm going to go next. I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about my New York yarn adventure. I had big plans of maybe I could get to a bunch of different yarn stores, 
And the only one that I made it to while I was in New York was Pearl Soho. So I stayed in the village and so Pearl Soho was not very far away. It was, I think it was about a mile away. Um, it probably took me 20 minutes to walk. It's very crowded. I will say I don't spend a lot of time in Manhattan. I hadn't been in a couple of years. And when I do go on personal trips, I usually stay with a family member who lives uptown. So the village was um, a lot more <laughs> intense in terms of like noise and people and all that than, than my normal New York experience, which I don't know, probably makes me sound like a snot, but really just coming from a smaller town, I, I, they call where I live a city, but I wouldn't call it a city necessarily when you talk about the scope of New York. Coming from a small town, it's a big transition for me. So the first day I was there, I got I got unpacked and I got out and, and walked to Pearl Soho, and it's a great store. I was just really excited to be there. I feel like it's one of those bucket list kind of stores, like, oh, I've been to Pearl Soho. Um, I liked it very much. It was pretty crowded. It was a Saturday afternoon, and so there were a lot of people in the store when I was there, but it was definitely worth the trip. I was very proud of myself. I did not buy a thing. I was really feeling like, gosh, I have done a great job. Let me pat myself on the back for a minute, but I have done a great job getting out and exploring some of the amazing local yarn stores. So going to Pearl Soho, I didn't really find anything that I couldn't live without and that I couldn't get at home. And that made me feel really good. I did look at a couple of really great kits. I did not buy any of them, mainly because I was not sure how I, how the heck I would get them home. And that was really the big issue for me was I was like, I could buy this, but it's not going to fit in my suitcase. So they have a lot of really cool kits. The one that I liked the most, they had this great kit and they kind of sell them in these uh, cardboard like shipping tubes, really wide cardboard round shipping tubes. I don't know. And they had this cool one that was a winter wreath and it was, it looked like it was felt white leaves and beads and things like that. And it was poinsettias. And so I thought that was gorgeous. And I contemplated that for a long time, but it was, it was probably like 18 inches tall and six or eight inches wide. So there was no way it was going to fit in my suitcase. So I, I made it to Pearl Soho and I did not buy a thing. So hooray for me. I did want to try to get to a couple of other places while I was there. One of the recommendations that somebody put on Instagram was that I get over to downtown Knits, which was right, I mean, like even closer than Pearl Soho to my hotel. But I was kind of on a mission the day that I walked there. I probably could have hit both in one walking excursion. And I, but I just didn't plan it out right. And I just, all week I kept thinking, I'll just go after class. It'll be fine. But then after class turned into like 1030 at night and I, there was never a chance to get over there. So I may have to return. They asked me to go back next week and I said no, but I may have to return to New York in December. So if so, I will be working in the same location. I will hopefully be staying at the same hotel. And um, if that all works out, I will pop into downtown Knits because that was what I was very excited about. And the other one that I really wanted to check out was Nitty City. I feel like uh, that's the other one that I really hear people rave about, and I just couldn't make it work. It's pretty far uptown, and I was pretty far downtown, and I had one night that they took us out to a museum, and so I thought, oh, well, I'll just catch a cab. The museum was at like 91st, and 
maybe he's at 70 something. I think it would have been on the wrong side of the park, but I was like, I'll just catch a cab and I'll take a cab to Nitty City and then I'll catch a different cab over to the museum. I'll just catch up with everybody from work. And the day that they took us to the museum, it poured rain and they ended up chartering us a bus and the bus ended up taking us like an hour to get uptown to this museum, but it was totally worth it. Even though I didn't get to Nitty City, we went to the Cooper Hewitt Museum which is a smaller museum, and so I'm not sure how many people have heard of it. I had never heard of it, but that, I don't know, it might just be me. Um, it's in one of the old Carnegie residences, and it is a design museum, and it was really cool. They had, each person gets a, they call it a pen. I would, I would think of it, I guess it is more the size of a pen, but I would think of it more like a stylus, and on the end of the stylus is a button with an X, and then each of the exhibits has an X and so you can push the little X with your pen lights up and it kind of vibrates and at the end of the night you take your ticket from the museum and it's got a special passcode and you can go and explore the things that you loved at the museum and put them in collections and organize them by era or by color or you know different things you can do different things to like organize and sort of re-experience all the stuff you saw at the museum so I really enjoyed that tremendously. I would really recommend that if you're going to be in the city or looking for something a little different to do. The Cooper Hewitt Museum was a lot of fun, and I had a great time. And we had a private showing, which was really cool. My husband and I went um, on the Sunday before my class started. We went to the MoMA, which was amazing. But, oh, my gosh, crowded. I mean, just so crowded. And, of course, Sunday morning what what else would you expect than that it would be packed but um I had a much more peaceful experience at the Cooper Hewitt because it was just the 60 or so people in my class and we had the place to ourselves so that was really fun so that's it it's not really stashed but I did have some New York yarn shop adventures and I wanted to share them with you guys so actually attending a couple of exciting things coming up around here um, this weekend is the Boulder County Handweavers Guild, so I'm really looking forward to that. I go to that every year. It's the Boulder County Fairgrounds, and it's always just kind of a really fun way to get to see what local people are doing, maybe meet some nice people. I am, I always look forward to that, and I am looking forward to that as well. So that actually starts tomorrow, runs through the 8th of November, and it is at the Boulder County Fairgrounds. I will probably end up going on, I might be able to sneak over there Friday night, but, but more likely I'm going to end up going Saturday afternoon to the, the fairgrounds. Um, work has just been a little bit nuts because I missed a week because I was in this class. So I'm looking forward to that and very excited, um, as always, about that event. So after that is Nitnosh. So Nitnosh is really coming together, you guys. I'm very excited about the event. I have the venue picked out, and I'm working through the last details of the menu with them. But I will be holding that event at Samples World Bistro here in Longmont, Colorado. And so it's a great restaurant. I'm going to link to them in the show notes. They were I I sat down and met with owners of several restaurants and. They were just great. They were so enthusiastic and so like on board with the whole idea. And it's a really cool place. They focus on small plates of food, hence the word samples, although sample, I believe, is also the last name of the family who owns the restaurant. 
And they've really renovated the building. They have a beautiful roof deck. It will be January, so the event will not take place on the roof deck. Um, but they have a really neat mission in that they are focused on providing work for um, adults with disabilities. So the whole thing, you know, part of it I just had to go on on gut feel in terms of the venue and I just really liked them a lot. So that's very exciting. That's all coming together. Um, a reminder, Knit Nosh is an event that I will be hosting in Longmont, Colorado on January 23rd, 2016. There'll be a lunch event and it will feature four courses of great food, four courses of wine, and then four courses of yarn. So it'll be kind of like a, a yarn tasting, but with yummy food and great wine. And the amazing yarn companies that I have lined up to participate in that are Bijou Basin Ranch, MJ Yarns, Nerd Fibers, and Scandalous. So Colorado uh, yarn companies, I'm very excited about getting to kind of feature these four great yarn companies that are local to me, and I'm super excited. So my brain has definitely been work-focused lately, but this weekend I am planning to put the finishing touches on a couple of things and really start getting the word out about Knitnosh. So I do have a website up and running. I'm hoping to open registrations this week. And um, the web address is just Knitnosh, and that's Nosh with a K, so K-N-I-T-K-N-O-S-H dot com. And you can get details there and check back for updates and things like that. And I'm really hoping this is going to become at least a quarterly thing that that happens around here. So if you're interested, let me know. And I am looking forward to seeing those of you who have already reached out and said that you'd like to attend. So the last thing that's on my list in terms of upcoming events that I'll be attending is Interweave Yarn Fest. And that is um, an event in Loveland, Colorado. And that is in March. It overlaps. Let's just check the dates. I'm sorry, guys. I think it's, yeah, March 31st. That's what was messing me up. March 31st is April 3rd, 2016 in Loveland, Colorado. Uh, registration is open and has been open for a little while now. I haven't checked back to see if stuff is filling up. I am taking a couple of classes on the Thursday and Friday. So last year I checked a couple of days off work and went up to Yarnfest and it was vacation time. Now, so very much looking forward to that. I'm taking a couple of um, classes in designing. I feel like that will be a really fun thing to kind of exercise my brain and check out. And so I think it's going to be really fun. I'm taking one on building your design career. That's a class on Thursday. And then on Friday, I'm taking one that I believe is just titled Design Masterclass. And that is a six-hour class. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry if you guys can hear my phone. There is an amber alert that is lighting up my phone like crazy. Um, so I apologize if you guys could hear the buzzing. Um, so anyways, Yarn Fest, very excited about that. Really a great event. Last year was the first year. It was my first big um, knitting event. So my hope is that it's really just going to continue to grow and turn into a really great thing that continues every single year. And so maybe I will see some of you there. I'm very excited. I'm really looking forward to it. 
So next segment is a review. I um, I know that I have done a couple reviews recently of books that I received from Cooperative Press, and so they were kind enough to give me several books to review and also give me copies to give away, which is really exciting. I, I really um, am thrilled to have that opportunity to share some of these things with you guys. So one of the books that I requested from them was a book called Boys Knits. The designer is Katya Frankel, and this is a book that is near and dear to my heart. So I have two boys, they are nine and 12. It's not real easy to find things to knit for nine and 12 year old boys. There's not a ton of, even little boy patterns, you know, aren't the easiest thing to find. And boys' patterns that don't look babyish are, it, sometimes it can just be a little bit challenging. So I was really excited about this book in particular, and um, I was not disappointed. So the book is great. There are... 16 different patterns in all. They range from size 4 to um, size 14. Some of them are sized a little bit differently, so some of it varies by the individual patterns. But I really, um, I really think on the whole, it's a very, very solid collection of patterns. They're generally pretty classic silhouettes and things like that. There are a couple that I think, well, I'll tell you in a minute what I think, but um, that certainly would not necessarily be my taste, but on the whole, they are very, very classic things that I think most boys would get a ton of wear out of. So um, I really like the way that Cooperative Press um, designs their books. There's just a lot of attention to the detail, the fonts, things like that. I, I really like the look and feel of their books. Um, there is a little bit of technique stuff at the beginning, not a ton, but really good things about um, measurements and how to adjust body length or sleeve length or armholes. So that's pretty great. Um, I think a good rule of thumb is to always just knit a little big when you're knitting for kids because they will grow into it, but they're not likely to shrink. So I I did a couple of things. I had done a couple of different um, run-throughs of this book myself. And like I said, there are 16 patterns. Primarily, they are pullover sweaters. There are three sweater vests, and there are, I think it's three cardigans. I guess one of the one of the vests buttons up and the other two are pullovers. And then there are a couple of cardigans. One is a hoodie um, and then two are kind of what I would call like sweater coats. And so of the 16 patterns, there were 10 in the book that I would totally knit for my kids. And what I decided to do last night was I sat down with my boys. I remember I'm five inches into a sweater from this book already. Um, but I sat down with my boys and I we went through and we looked at all the pictures and I asked them which ones they liked and which ones they didn't. So really, you know, that's what's important when you're knitting for kids is are they going to be willing to wear it? They have to like the thing. And I, I think when I was first expecting my oldest son, I had this misconception that 
boys were not picky dressers. <laughs> and that was definitely not the case. My boys are pretty picky dressers. And they like what they like. So it was really good to kind of sit down and look at it with them and figure out, well, which of these did they like? So I walked through it with both of them. I'm not going to give you the, the details of every single pattern of what they liked and what they didn't. But Ben, who is nine, there were nine patterns in the book that he liked and said he would wear if I knit them for him. I'm not going to knit him nine sweaters. Um, and only and then seven that he didn't. Now, right off the bat, I will tell you that he, he flat out rejected anything that was a sweater vest. He went to Catholic school for many years, and once a week they have to wear a wool sweater vest, whether it's 80 or 90 or 100 degrees outside. They wear a button-down shirt and a wool sweater vest. So he will, um, in his words, never wear a sweater vest again. Um, so there you go. Um, Jack was a little more forgiving of the sweater vest. There was one that very much resembled what he used to wear to school and he did not like that. But the two that were pullovers, he really, um, thought were okay. They both have quite a bit of texture. One of them has a really interesting cable and he was not opposed to those at all. And honestly, I think they would be super cute. Like I could picture both of them in red and then wear it at Christmas kind of thing. They, they were really classic and I liked them a lot although I will not force my children into a sweater vest anymore. So Jack liked 11 of the patterns, and there were only nine that he didn't. One of them that I'm looking at here is actually one of the ones I liked a lot, but um, but I thought that was pretty good. So, you know, on the whole, we liked, you know, between five and... We didn't like between five and seven of them, but we did like between nine and 11 of them. So I really thought that was pretty good for a book with 16 patterns. There were six of the patterns that both of my boys liked and only two that both of them said, no, I don't like that. And again, sweater vest. So a um, couple of comments on the book itself. You know, I think really she's done a great job. They're pretty classic looking patterns. They even say, I think in the foreword, this is a book where, yes, it's designed for boys. But if you if you've got a girl who just doesn't love frilly things and doesn't love, um, you know, lace or ruffles or things like that built into her sweaters and you were looking for kind of a more classic silhouette, a classic pullover. I think there are several in here that could very easily be um, unisex patterns, but it is nice to see a book that was designed with boys in mind. So that being said, I am working on one of these sweaters for my son, Ben. The pattern name is Bailey. It's B-A-L-E-Y, and it is just a simple, classic ribbed pullover. It's got a set-in sleeve, so I'm knitting it bottom up. I kind of wish that it was a raglan, because um, I just think that's a little more fun to knit, but I really like it. They have um, kind of a seed stitch rib, so I modified that. I want to be able to knit this pretty mindlessly, so I'm just doing a four by one rib and I think it's going to be just fine. It's a little more subtle, I guess, than probably what's on the, um, the photos in the book. Um, and I am knitting this in the size 12, I think, so that he's got room to grow into it. Um, it did call for Malabrigo worsted, so it called for a single. I'm knitting it with a single. I think that's pretty good. 
and I am very excited about this little sweater. So my original intention was to knit this one for both boys and they would sort of match because they are this, you know, this self-striping worsted weight yarn on the same pattern, just in different colorways. Um, but after I went through the book with Jack, there are several more that I would like to try that he liked as well. The one in particular that I was looking at is there's one called Trantor. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but let me pull that one up a little bit and I'll tell you guys a little bit about that one. It's a pullover again, and it is got a little bit more of a, it's a saddle sleeve, so that's a little interesting. There is just a little bit of a stitch pattern to give it a little bit of interest. And it's not a turtleneck, but it does have more of a collar than the other. It's an interesting rib in the collar and a saddle sleeve. So I think that this one would look really great in the yarn that I have for Jack. I do think he'd wear it. Um, so that is in consideration. I'm not going to cast that one on until I've made quite a bit more progress on Ben's in the hope that I will be able to finish both of these in time for Christmas. So anyways, I wholeheartedly recommend this book. I really like I said if you have kids in your life, I would check it out. There are a couple of hoodies. There's a sweater here. It's called Runaround, and it's really cute. You could do this in any color, and, and it could be appropriate really for any age kid. Um, there are some really interesting things that she does with cables. Um, there's a sweater in here called Spacer that I like the cable treatment on a lot, and um, I really just wholeheartedly recommend it. So check it out, and the great news is Cooperative Press gifted me a copy to review, but they also gifted me a copy to give away to one of you. So I'm going to open a thread in the Ravelry group, and what I would encourage you all to do would be to check out this great book on the Cooperative Press website. I will um, link to that in the show notes, and I'll also link to Ravelry so you can check out the patterns. And I'm going to make this really simple. All you have to do to be entered to win a copy of this book would be to um, comment in the Ravelry thread about which pattern is your favorite and which one you would be most likely to knit and then who you would knit it for. So that's it. Pretty simple. I thought that I would let this run for the month of November. So get those posts in the Ravelry thread by November the 30th and on December the 1st. I will draw a winner and then Cooperative Press will give this to you. It will be an e-copy, so they'll just add it to your Ravelry library, which is super simple and very generous of them. So thank you, Cooperative Press, and um, good luck to any of you who are interested in the book. So guys, now we get to the really exciting part of the episode, which is the contest winners from our Socktober knit-along. This was our first knit-along and I am super excited about the results of it. The rules of the knit along were that um, you would get one entry for um, 
posting your finished socks in the Epo thread on the Ravelry group and one entry for anything that you tagged on Instagram with the hashtag uh, KAPSocktober. And I ended up with 38 entries, which I was really pretty excited about. I still feel very new at this, and it really means a lot to me that you guys are willing to jump in and participate and engage. So I sat down last night to use the random number generator, and we had a lot of entries. Um, but I, you know, from kind of a small but mighty pool of you. And what I decided to do before I started generating numbers, when I saw how many repeats there were of people, I broke the prices up into categories. And what I decided was I would draw the numbers at random, but that each person I would only, um, I would only let you win one time in each category. So if you want a bag, you couldn't win more than one bag. If you won yarn, you couldn't win more than one thing of yarn. And I just pulled the um, prizes like that. And then honestly, as a thank you to everyone, I do have a couple of sock patterns that I have published on Ravelry. And I'm just going to gift those to everyone who participated because it really just made me super happy that you guys all got involved and, and joined in. And it, you know, you guys are the reason that I wanted to do this was to meet knitters and that is really happening, and it makes me happy all the time. So that's my way of thanking everybody for participating in the knit-along. So without further ado, I am going to go ahead and um, read off the winners of our prizes. So first, we have bags. So I had two bags that were um, donated as prizes. The first one is from You So-and-So. And she donated a project bag that has a ladybug theme. It's super cute. She'll be shipping this to the winner directly, so I will private message you. You can get me your address, and I will have um, the folks at you so-and-so get back to you with, um, with what they're going to do in terms of shipping this to you. But our winner here is Victoria. So Victoria, that's her Ravelry name as well. Congratulations on winning this adorable bag. We'll get that out to you as soon as we can. The next one is um, a bag from Modular Modular. This is from one of the gals I met at the Salida Fiber, Fiber Festival, and she works at Fancy Tiger Crafts. And so this one um, is heading out to Elise, who is Elise Deer on Ravelry, and you knit a ton of socks. So congratulations. I was really excited to see your name pop up um, possibly more than once. So that is it for bag prizes. So then we get into the yarn, and you guys, there are some beautiful, beautiful yarn prizes here. Um, I'm very excited about sending this off to all of you guys um, who participated in and won. So without further ado, Mint Rain Yarn, Katie had donated a beautiful skein of self-striping sock yarn in her Christmas baubles colorway, and it's a beautiful, beautiful greens and pinks and blues and not your traditional Christmassy but it definitely still evokes to me um you know if your if your tree was decorated with really beautiful kind of jewel tone baubles what would it look like and so that goes to Ramona who is Ramona Firehorse on Ravelry so congratulations Ramona I'm really excited to send this out your way um and the next one is a skein of yarn from Two Sisters Yarn, so they gave me a skein of yarn in their Wine Country self-striping 
And this is a gorgeous fall colorway, really pretty yellows and purples. And um, I know at least one listener who's going to be disappointed <laughs> when her name does not get called, but I'm sure that they would take a custom order for some of this yarn. So this goes is going out to Crafty Josie. So um, congratulations, Josie. And Josie and Ramona, I have these two skeins of yarn myself. So I will private message you on Ravelry and get your contact information, and I'll try to get those out in the mail to you sometime this week. So moving on, we have a skein of um, yarn from Luna Gray Fibers. So Jackie had donated um, her Celeste yarn on the in the Techno colorway. It's such a beautiful blue. I can't even describe it. There are pictures in my Instagram and in the Ravelry thread if you guys want to check it out. But I was really, really, really excited about this prize, and I, I foresee a purchase of this yarn myself um, in the very near future because it was beautiful. So congratulations, Elise. All your stock knitting paid off. You um, also won this beautiful skein of yarn. So I'll be reaching out, um, like I said already, to get your address, and Jackie will be shipping that to you directly. Next up is a skein of yarn from Fiber Fangirl on Etsy, and this one also goes out to Victoria. So congratulations, two prizes. Um, so your sock knitting paid off tremendously as well. Then the last thing that I have is I have two $8 store credits to People Who Yarns, which is a local Colorado dyer. And so those go out to my friend Jen. Hi, Jen. <laughs> you won an $8 credit to um, People Who Yarns, and I will see you at Book Club tomorrow and give you the coupon code. And then LME Call, I'm sorry, I didn't look up names um, for some of these, but you won an $8 credit to People Who Yarns as well, and I will send that to you in a private Ravelry message. And congratulations. So the last two prizes um, that we have are I had um, the books from Cooperative Press. These are ebooks, and so I will send Ravelry names off to Cooperative Press, and they'll just load them into your libraries. And so the first one is a copy of Bigfoot Knits, and that is going out to Elise. And then a copy of Sock, Sock Architecture is headed to Ramona. So congratulations, everyone. Like I said, I'm going to go ahead and gift everybody a copy of one of my sock patterns. Um, just as a little thank you so that everybody ends up with something. It was really, really fun for me to watch all of your socks come together, you know, over the course of the month. And I have a couple of ideas about um, future knit-alongs, but this was a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm really excited to do it again. So thank you again to all of our amazing sponsors, and thank you again to all of you for playing along. So guys, that is all that I have for this week. Like I said, pretty light on the knitting for me, but I'm home now, I'm settled in, Halloween is behind me, and I am probably going to do a couple of fun things this weekend. I do have some ideas, some real inspiration um, to do a little dyeing, and so I'm starting to think about uh, when I can fit that in this weekend. And I've got a little bit of sewing that I need to do for the holidays. So I will be back, I'm sure, very soon to talk to you about all of that in addition to all of my knitting. I do have another review of a book that I'm so excited about for the next episode. So um, stay tuned for that. That will be really fun. And in the meantime, uh, please do reach out on the Ravelry group. I have a thread started 
for what's on your needles. I really would love to see what all of you guys are knitting. I'm guessing that people are starting to do holiday knitting, and so I would love to see whatever it is that you guys are working on at the moment. You can follow me on Instagram. It's just at knitactuallypodcast, and that's also my Twitter handle, so you can follow me on Twitter. There is a Facebook group for the podcast as well. That's just um, facebook.com slash knitactuallypodcast, and um, you can also just check out the website for show notes at knitactuallypodcast.com. The other thing I would encourage you to um, check out would be the Knit Nosh website, and that's um, just www.knitnosh.com. So thanks again, guys, for hanging out, and happy knitting. I will talk to you soon.